0: Tender mercy, the true life has been my guide. And leave divine, his comfort. Through my faith
1: to drown.
0: For I know whatever.
1: Thou art the man. Here he's basically saying the same thing. It is you, O King who have grown and become strong, for your greatness has grown and reaches to the heavens and your dominion dominion to the end of the earth. But remember, Daniel has told him before, God did this. You didn't do this, Nebuchadnezzar. God raised you up in this platform. And that's the crux of the problem here. O king, who have grown and become strong, for your greatness has grown and reaches to the heavens and your dominion to the end of the earth. Verse 23, and inasmuch as the king saw a watcher, a holy one, coming down from heaven saying, chop down the tree and destroy it, but leave its stump and roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze. But understand, it's going to be bound, it's going to be put in this position, it's going to be cut down, but it's going to be preserved. Preserved. So there's a little bit of hope in this message in what's going on here. It continues in the tender grass of the field, let it be wet with the dew of heaven and let him notice that it changes to him. It gets personal now. Let him graze with the beasts of the field till seven times pass over him. This is the interpretation O king. And this is the decree of the most high, which has come upon my Lord, the king they shall drive you from men. Your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make you eat grass like oxen. They shall wet you with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over you, till you know huh, that the most high rules in the kingdoms of men, and gives it to whomever he chooses. And inasmuch as as they gave the command to leave the stump and roots of the tree, your kingdom shall be assured to you after you come to know That heaven rules. King, you're about to go through some really hard things. You're about to suffer. But God is going to give you another chance when it's all said and done. That's essentially what Daniel just said here. But Daniel goes on to give him amazing advice. Verse 27, therefore, O king, let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by being righteous and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. Perhaps there may be a lengthening of your prosperity. King, repent. (laughs) Do you not see your sin? Do you not understand what's going on here? Repent. Surrender to the God of the universe. Give your life over to him repent and how many times has God warned you and me about something in our life and how patient is he he's going to give Nebuchadnezzar time to repent but did you notice here he says break off your sins by being righteous and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor something's going on here in the king's ease and his prosperity he's not taking care of the poor and the needy and he's doing whatever he wants And that reminds me of another judgment in Scripture, Sodom and Gomorrah. We often talk about Sodom, and everybody always wants to point to the sexual sin, which is valid. But the sexual sin of Sodom was only part of what they did wrong. We get the understanding, the King James, Ezekiel 16, verse 49 and 50 says this, Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom, pride. First thing on the list, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness, Was in her and in her daughters, neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. And they were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore, I took them away as I saw good. Just like Nebuchadnezzar, they were at ease. They had all this idleness. Just like Nebuchadnezzar, they were full of pride. And just like Nebuchadnezzar, they didn't strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. What a recipe for disaster. But Nebuchadnezzar's main sin was the same sin as Sodom. The first thing on the list, pride. And we're going to see him fall because of that. Look at verse 28. All this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar at the end of 12 months. He was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. God gave him another year to repent. And again, I'll I'll say this. Have you ever gone through something really difficult and hard and you get so close to God because he rescues you, he gets you through it, he rescues you again from yourself, he gets you through some difficult situation, medical thing, or some crisis, and then what happens as time goes on? We forget, don't we? We forget who saved us. We forget how he blessed us. And Nebuchadnezzar forgot, and after a year, this is what happened. In verse 30, the king spoke saying, is not this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? Remember Satan, the, the I will statements? Doesn't this sound a lot like Satan? I, 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 me, 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 my, my, my. Look what I have done. Look at what I have done. This is one of the greatest things to remember. Remember. Never let us be like Nebuchadnezzar in this way. You know, and often people will point to us pastors and people in the church, yeah, you better realize it's God doing that, and I agree. You know, when, when people give us you know, compliments and things like that, we, we appreciate it as pastors. But to God be the glory, it's a dangerous thing to take the glory from God, or to try to. It's a dangerous thing. When God does a work, even like our little church, when God does something like this, we better give him credit. It's him and him alone. We show up and do our part, don't get me wrong, but all of those talents and abilities that he's given us, those are his blessing. That's what he gave us. And people often, like I said, point to the church and they say, well, yeah, that's a a perfect model for the church. Always give God the glory. But I tell you, it's the same everywhere. Well, yeah, but I built my own business and I did, oh, really? Who gave you the health to do it? Who gave you that big break, that one phone call? Who who do you think orchestrates those things? Who do you think gave you the, the muscle and the ability and the heart, the strong heart and the mind? Who gave you all the talents and abilities you have to raise up your family and to do all these things? Well, I'm just a janitor, you know. Well, who gave you the ability to clean? Everything, every gift, everything we do and have is from God and God alone. Everything you have. Never take the glory. Never, always remind yourself, this is so good to remind ourselves, it's God and it's God alone. Nebuchadnezzar forgot that, or maybe he never knew it. Verse 31, while the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice from heaven fell, or fell from heaven. King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken, the kingdom has departed from you. While the words were still in his mouth. Wow. Verse 32, and they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make you eat grass like an oxen, and seven times, that's seven years literally, shall pass over you until you know that the most high rules in the kingdom of men, and gives it to whomever he chooses. Verse 33, that very hour the word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men and ate grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. He literally becomes a beast. You want to act like a beast? I'll make you a beast. He does this to the king to utterly break him. And God will do whatever it takes to break you. Because he loves you that much. He doesn't want you to keep holding on to whatever you're holding on to, or locking in your feet, you know, with the opinion you have. Give up your right to be right, even if you're right. Submit to the king, submit to the Lord. Love people. Love God. Do not get caught up in your pride. Do not set your heels. Do not. God will break you and me. And he has broken us, hasn't he? Many times in my life, over and over. And I have to tell you, I've shared this before, but it's one of those things. When I came to the end of myself, I begged God. I said, God, break me. You do whatever it takes. You do whatever it takes and don't stop. Even if I beg you in tears, don't stop. You break me and you change me because I can't be this man anymore. And he broke me. And it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. And he stayed faithful to that prayer, trust me. <laughs> God is so good to us. He loves us so much. He loves you enough to break you. But just like Nebuchadnezzar, he loves you enough to build you back up. Don't make it so hard on yourself. Just surrender your life. But we know this. If you've ever been around, a, have you ever been around like somebody who's, who's truly homeless and maybe mentally ill? You know, this doesn't talk about the stench that probably was coming off Nebuchadnezzar, but he was looking like a beast. His hair was so matted it looked like feathers. His nails were growing out. He was eating grass. You know, there's a true uh, medical term. It's called insania zonthropica, and bonthropi is the, is the exclusive term. In medical documents, they've proven that there is actually something that drives a person insane to make them think they're an ox or, or cattle. Well, they'll they'll start living like this. It's a true medical thing that happens. This is what happened seemingly to Nebuchadnezzar. He really was living like an ox, like a cow. As some pastors have said, that's utterly ridiculous (laughs) that he let it get that bad. But it's so true. He brought this on himself. And this is what I love, you know you can say it's a medical issue or we can try to label it in some medical terms but we know ultimately it was god who did this so whatever was used god did it but this is what i love you know the critics of daniel the book of daniel i've told you even though daniel is probably the most um accurate book as far as uh, uh, archaeological and written accounts that help support it one of the wonderful and amazing things about
0: this is this has been hold fast a radio outreach ministry of golgotha fellowship in nampa idaho Thank you for listening today, if you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10am. For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you.
1: Hi folks, Pastor Marty here, thank you for tuning in, I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off... Greenhurst, and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, GolgothaFellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A-Fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you, and remember to hold fast.